What's happening, guys? Welcome to the show. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Action Movie Anatomy here on a wonderful Monday. We are talking about the latest installment in the Rambo franchise. I can't wait to talk about this movie in one second. I'll see you guys on the show. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Action Movie Anatomy. Ooh, we're bumping that. I like that. It feels good. It does. Ready it's for been the drop? so long. Oh, there we go. Feels good. Feels mm. good to be back. Oh, man. We should host Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> I'm a good dancer. Um, <laughs> what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Welcome to Action Movie Anatomy. It's not true. I'm a terrible dancer. <laughs> uh, it is Monday. We're back in the studio. I'm alive. I've been experiencing severe back problems. Uh, yes. I've been literally on my back for two weeks, but uh, we're making it happen today. Uh, we decided, because we had to push last week's episode, that we would just push this movie, because how on earth would we not cover Rambo Last Blood? How in God's name could we actually skip this movie, and the answer is we couldn't. Yeah, I know. I thought about it. I did think about it for like a hot second. Yeah. I was like, I guess maybe we just missed the we just missed the boat, right? We, we Our yeah. review did great on our YouTube channel, yeah. but I guess we just don't get to do it on AMA. No way! We have to. This is a Rambo movie. It's... Maybe the last Rambo movie. Also, there will be spoilers if you haven't seen yeah, it yet. Yeah, it's a big spoiler episode. If you guys haven't seen the movie, alert. we're going to ruin spoiler it for you. Um, we're also, about- if you turn this off because you're worried about Rambo being spoiled, you've got to get your priorities in order <laughs> yeah, in life. 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, Mac Ryan, that's what he's doing right yeah, now. He's like, there's no way I'll watch this. I just can't. There's just too much story. Too much heart. Um, so, Where's uh, my yeah. shirt? Yeah. <laughs> so we're here, to, we're here to talk about Rambo Last Blood, the fifth film in the Rambo franchise, a franchise that we... It's very near and dear to our hearts directed yep. by adrian grunberg and uh you know we do apologize for being a week late on the review but as i said there was no way we we're gonna miss it so this is action movie now we talk about action movies on the show those action movies adhere to four basic rules rule number one the hero always plays by their own rules and rambo absolutely always plays by his own rules 100 percent. he's always been a rule breaker a rule breaker rule number two <laughs> the hero and the villain are always the smartest people beings things dinosaurs what have you in the room now, Rambo's always the smartest guy yeah, in the room. he definitely is. The brothers are not. Yeah. You just let this one go, dude. Like, yeah. just let it go. If he's going to go all the way back to Mexico and cut off your brother's head, just l- I guess you can't let that go. <laughs> you, can't, think, you can't let that go. I also think, actually, that Rambo was not the smartest guy in the room in this movie in, in a bunch of cases, and we'll talk about that a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, I like that. I he, like he, that. He, doesn't, he does some stuff in this movie that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, uh, and we, we'll break it down. Rule number three... The movie is driven by a police, military, political, or mercenary figure. You know, he's ex-military. Rambo. John Jay. John Jay. I was going to say, did he? is he still the smartest person in the movie, though, right? I mean, he's the guy that outsmarts everybody in yeah. the end to get what he wants, which is to decapitate a bunch of people. <laughs> so sick. Um, so sweet. And real, real before the movie contains a minimum of one explosion, there's... A lot of explosions in this movie. There are. And you don't even have to use the ones that actually are real explosions. You could use any of the crazy explosions that happen. The metaphorical explosions, if you will. Oh, God. You just had a flashback. (laughs) This movie's so savage. So, uh... Yeah, guys, that's kind of what we're going to be doing today. A couple quick shout-outs here. I want to give a Patreon shout-out to some new members of the Action Army. we got Tyler Schwent and Adelia Chamberlain. We salute you. Go to patreon.com slash teamaction if you want to get exclusive content. There are behind-the-scenes schmodown reactions. There's uh, live streams. There's all kinds of special stuff. All kinds of amazing and different tiers. We have these pop sockets now. Do you have one with you? Uh, I do. Well, I have one on my phone. Yeah, it's we on the have back of my phone. We have action live pop action sockets live that you get at the uh, the captain level, which is a cool thing. There's the general level where we have these like private chats we do before our shows. Go check it out. It's a lot of fun. Um, and uh, oh my god, I have the pop socket again. I haven't been able to do this in so long. It's on. Where your I watch phone. the chat and it's so much easier. Anyway, I'm excited. I'm happy. It's exciting. It's very. Exciting. It, is, it is for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and be sure to check out all of our you know various uh, different social medias. Of course, follow Popcorn Talk here on YouTube. YouTube. Be sure to subscribe, like, comment, leave your thoughts about this movie below. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Big shout out to Ryan Nielsen up in the booth, who is our producer today. You can see him. What's up, Ryan? How you doing, bud? Good to see y'all. Really excited to talk Rambo Last Blood. Solid on Saturday, and I've just been awaiting your guys' coverage of it. Where would you rank this in your in your ranking of Rambo films? The Ryan Nielsen definitive ranking of Rambo films. Definitive ranking. Uh, probably my mm, somewhere between second and third. It yeah. might be my third. It's I see. Okay, we had a whole conversation about the Rambo films, and what mm-hmm. we realized was 
I like all the Rambo movies, so it feels it, it feels shitty to put this movie towards like the back of my rankings. Right. I think it's actually, I think this is probably number four for me. Mm-hmm. But I just like the first three that ahead of it so much that I loved this movie. Right. It made me realize how much I love the franchise. Actually. Yeah. It's it's yeah. We'll get into that. We'll talk yeah. about it. I mean, I think we'll probably do a pretty loose ranking. But uh, yeah, Tyler and Adelia, thank you guys so much for your patronage. We really really appreciate your support and all of our patrons out there. Yeah. We love you and appreciate you so very much. What do you want to do? You want to hop into the thesis? Yeah, I think coming yeah. up today on the show, we're going to talk about all of our favorite games, fist pump moments, favorite lines, thesis statements, and I think we should jump straight into uh, thesis statement, which is kind of your biggest, boldest thought about mm-hmm. the film. This is when you have a conversation about Rambo. It comes up. You start talking about it with somebody. You say, this is my thing about Rambo Last Blood. Then you drop the mic. You walk out of the party. And they're like, who was that guy? Who was that guy? And how did he get inside? <laughs> how did he get in here? And where's where my wallet? Pants? <laughs> uh, that's kind of what thesis statement is. It should be big. should be bold. The greatest. The first. The last. The only. That kind of a thing. Uh, not like, you know, my favorite part of this movie is when Rambo destroys that guy's clavicle. <laughs> um, oh, it is sad. That is insane. Uh, do you want to go first? Or uh, I, I, I can, Yeah, if you want. Okay. Sure. Go ahead. It, I'm so glad you just mentioned the clavicle, because I'm going to talk about it in my thesis, and I'm going to say, that is the most grotesquely, graphically violent, <laughs> excessively violent <laughs> bone break in a movie ever, yeah. and it is... Arguably the most aggressively, excessively violent <laughs> moment in a mainstream film, period. It's so that excessive. It is, uh, like, the whole theater was screaming. The, the, everybody was so uncomfortable, but in, like, the most awesome yeah, way. Yeah, it was like, we loved it. It was, like, I had my, my shirt pulled up, or yeah. my arm was over my head, and my shirt was pulled, like, over my mouth. And I was barely, I had, like, ninja eyes to watch it. But it was so wonderful. When it happened, uh, I, I mean, as, as you guys know, I've been dealing with these back problems, and I was in this like really, really particular position that I was sitting to kind of avoid pain. And I winced and moved so suddenly <laughs> that I, 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 I experienced so much pain when, when this clavicle moment happened. I was like, oh, God! Like, I know what that feels like! <laughs> it's like I didn't want to move, but this made me move. Um, it, yeah, that's grotesque. I mean, <laughs> the... Okay, so he he hits him with the back of the knife, which yeah. is, which creates the hole initially. He hits him so hard with the back of the knife that he opens a hole in the guy's body, and then he just reaches in there, and like he starts pulling on it. You're like, oh man, he's gonna break, and then he just snaps it. Tell me how to break it off. <laughs> like what? It's already broken off. Like how do you break it off more? Oh. And then he snaps it again. You can see it coming out of the comes oh, out of the guy's body. God, and then he breaks it. Oh, it it is. It was the most graphic graphic bone break I've ever seen in a movie. In a movie, yeah. Period. <laughs> it was insane. It was absolutely insane. It was it was the moment that I felt the whole theater, we all came together in that moment. Yeah. Yep. We were all on for the ride. It actually, to be honest with you, felt very reminiscent of watching a horror movie uh, in that moment. That was, that was the yeah. interesting thing about that moment was it felt a lot like, you remember that moment in Hostel? When uh, he gets up and he's sliced his Achilles and you I see do. the Achilles slide. Yep. It's like the most grot- – it's like very hard to think about. I still can see it vividly. Yeah. I remember that watching it the first time. Yep. It's like, ugh. It felt like that. It did. That, that's a lot what it felt like. I'll never forget it. No. Just like – I mean, I haven't seen Hostel and probably – see, I watched it for the first time when I was 16. You started getting uncomfortable when I said it just now. I, I, I remember. Body. Yeah, I remember it. Wincing. Like when he stands up and it just oh, slides ah, out. You're like, ugh. Um, yeah, I probably haven't seen that movie in 14 years. Ugh, and I still remember it very well. Sick thinking about it. <sighs> yeah, so... <laughs> so, yeah, that's... What are we a, talking about? It's a great <laughs> thesis. Um, I'm going to jump in with my thesis statement. I'm going to say that Rambo is the most misunderstood action franchise of all time. The mis- most misunderstood? Yeah. Well, it's because it probably... It doesn't really understand itself, I don't think. Well, when I say it, what I mean is... I watched this movie, and I went in knowing exactly what I wanted to watch, okay? So, like, I knew exactly what I wanted, which is why when you and I came out of the theater, we did our quick review, you know, we did our little three-minute first thoughts on the Action Industries YouTube, which you guys can go check it out. Yeah. Uh, we were hyped up. We weren't hyped up because we are like, we just watched a, a piece of Mastercraft cinema. We weren't hyped because we are like, oh, that's going to get nominated for Oscars. We didn't walk out of it going like, oh, man, Stallone blew my mind with his performance in that movie. Right. We were just like, that was a fucking awesome Rambo movie. <laughs> it, yeah. was, it was. It had all the things that I want out of a Rambo movie. It was really violent. It was awesome. It had some good one-liners. It mm-hmm. was kind of predictable. He was tough. Like, that's what you want out of a Rambo movie. But there's been this, like, sort of renaissance now over the last three or four years with Stallone as an actor where... 
he is finally kind of getting the credit worldwide that he deserves of being this all-time artist, right? Like, right. people think about Rocky as a franchise and, like, Creed as, like, this really special part of history now. They think about these Rambo movies as, like, these event movies, when in reality, the Rambo movies, they're silly, dumb action movies about a guy that kills a lot of people. Right. That, that's what they used to be back in the 80s and 90s. Like, Weird Al made fun of it in UHF. Like, that's what it was. But Stallone, has, he's garnered so much respect now in the era that we're in People, I think, walked into this movie expecting to watch a different kind of movie than they got. Why do you say that? Or like, what do you, what do, you, why do you, th- what do you think people were expecting then? Do you think they were expecting like First Blood, like more drama? Or, I think maybe they wanted something that or felt like popcorn like, action. I think like legitimacy, like like artistic legitimacy. It okay. Seemed like, okay. Like, well, like on a, on Saturday, uh, I ran into um, Paul Preston and uh, uh, what's his what's his partner's name on the, in the movie guys? They, they they do a website together. Adam something. Adam Witt. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paul Paul and Adam and and they had just come out of the theater watching Rambo mm-hmm. and uh, and I was like, what'd you think? And they were like, eh, it was, it sucked. And I was like, really? And I was just sort of like, what do you what do you mean it sucked? How could like a lot of the comments on our video are actually that like finally a good review because like the Rotten Tomato score on this movie was low. <coughs> People have been ripping it apart. But like what what are you giving a bad score to this movie for? What did you expect? It's it's John Rambo killing a bunch of people. It's 89 minutes. It's perfect. It's exactly what you want. The experience in the theater is exactly what you want. Like, sure, it'd be great if the rest of the franchise turned out to be First Blood, but First Blood's a dramatic masterpiece. That's and, a great movie. And it was also the only one that was really like that. Like, yeah, yeah there was kind of moments at the end of, of First Blood Part 2, but not really. Like, not in anywhere on the same in the same stratosphere as what was first, like, the dramatic depths of First Blood no, and, like, what he was going, going through. You're not going to watch Saving Private Ryan. You're going to watch the popcorn version of Saving Private Ryan. Brian Dennehy survives yeah. at the end of Rambo. Yeah. Or the end of First Blood. I think that right there is indicative of what you're watching. The fact that the bad guy lives at the end of the first installment of this franchise, and then we go to where we are now. Yeah. His heart was literally ripped out of his <laughs> chest. Literally. He said he was going to do it. And then we all saw it coming. We, we saw all knew it was going to happen. We saw him set up the target shooting. Everything. <laughs> With the arrows. Yes. And and so that, you got to think. It's like, okay, so Dennehy lives in one who actually is like a true bad guy. Yeah. Like, you know, he like you, you dislike him, but he's just doing his job. And like, he's yeah. got real, I mean, these guys don't really have any depth to them. There's no layers to the brothers. They're yeah, just John, evil. Yeah. John doesn't, John doesn't kill him. And he, John doesn't kill him. So like, you look at where we're at now, and if you can't see that how much it's changed then yeah you just don't understand rambo and that's what i think really truly you know we wrote an article together that we published actually on popcorn talk um because they're we're, we're doing a bunch of written stuff now mm-hmm. with after buzz and popcorn talk and uh we basically wrote it you know asking the question can can this surpass the 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 gory glory of 2008 rambo <laughs> right um and one of the things that we said in there was that we really feel that you know 2008's rambo has the the, the greatest grasp on exactly what it's trying to be of any of the films in the franchise mm-hmm and I just think that this franchise now, because of the sort of legitimacy of Sylvester Stallone in our culture, it's held to a standard that it never should have been held to. If you want that, that's a Rocky movie. Rocky yeah, movies, go watch Creed. Yeah, those those Rocky and Creed, like you're trying to tell real stories with real characters. You're not you're not relying on the things that like because even in the popcorn Rockies, which is you know three and four, and we yeah. just won't talk about five because no one wants to talk about five. But even in three and four. Think about it. Mick dies. Yeah. Apollo dies. Like, there's still, bad, like, intense, dramatic moments. The stakes. In the, in, yeah. yeah, the stakes in Rocky, they've always been there. Whereas, like, in Rambo, it's... Does the girl die, I guess, in First Blood? Part 2? Part 2? I can't does remember. She, I can't remember either. I think she she might. I don't think so. It's like, when you get invited to a party, you don't show up. It's expendable. Yeah, it's expendable. Yeah. <laughs> make that franchise. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> I don't even remember what my point was, but yeah, the point. I, th- I think the point is, I just, I just think that it's disappointing to see critics go in to watch a Rambo movie and rip it apart and give it a bad score because I'm not going to grade this movie the same way I'm going to go and grade Spotlight. I just don't. It's, 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 a, it's a different experience. I'm going to yeah. give this movie. If this movie did what I wanted to do, which it absolutely did, then I'm going to give it a good score. It deserves a good score. It's ridiculous to me that critics go into this movie and give it a thumbs down. Why? What were you expecting? Exactly. What did you want to see? I mean, there are things, and I'll, and I'll talk about. It. I'll pick. I'll pick some things apart about yeah. a little bit as we get farther into this. But yeah, I, I agree. I like your thesis statement. I, I couldn't agree more. And uh, I already know mine is correct. That is, I don't know any gnarlier bone break ever. Period. <laughs> 
So uh, that is our thesis statement. We're going to get into the next part of the show. This is fist pump moment. This is a sweet part of the show. Uh, fist pump moment is that moment something happens. You kind of look around. You're like, are you seeing this right now? I get to watch the rest of this movie. I'm so hyped. Yes. Uh, and uh, Rambo movies always have a lot of fist pump oh, moments. for sure. And this one has tons. Do you want to hop in with yours first? Yeah, I mean, I would have to say I would have to say it does sort of feel like the uh, – the bone break is the is the first one for me. Definitely, the bone break it was such a fist pump of just insanity that like because you hadn't seen him be badass yet. No, and you're like, oh, this is how he's gonna start. Yeah, <laughs> like how's he gonna finish then? <laughs> uh, that was really sweet. I also loved, I mean, ripping the guy's heart out. Oh. at Amazing. that point, it was so so many things that already happened. It was already we were so far into it, but like. When he rips his heart out because, like, you saw him target shooting with the arrow as he was setting it up. Yeah. He shoots, like, the four the, the four cards and yep. he hits the spots. That When he actually executes the move, you're just like, wow. Stallone envisioned a scene where he, he cuts a guy open with a hunting knife and rips his heart out to end the movie. And, and he did it. holds it in front of his he face. put it in the movie. That he really did that. Yep. Like if exactly he's he's pitching that. <laughs> I mean, how do you if if, you, if somebody pitches yeah, that? No, no, you, no, bear, bear with me, bear with me. You're like, that's funny, Sly. You're you're kidding, right? He's like, no, I got the knife right here. <laughs> he turns the fucking guy's heart out. So what uh, is it? Which one is it? Is it the first one? I or think is it it's got to be. It, I mean, they were kind of my two, but I'll I'll go with the heart. The heart, ripping yeah. the heart out. I, I think so. I love the moment when you realize because it was like he was practicing shooting these oddly. Separated yeah. cards, and he like practiced throwing a, like a knife from really far away at the ground, and you were like, "Why is he practicing these things that are never going to be practical? Don't you want to know how to throw something at a guy standing up?" Yeah, he already knows how to do that. Yeah, uh, so then when I realized, I was like, "Oh, he's setting up each specific. He's got to practice each trap. Yeah, and like each move. I love that, but." I think my actual moment was it's in the caves. It's all, it's during the setup, but it's in the caves when the music comes on, yeah. and you're like, okay, all right, so yeah. we're just having a good fucking time yeah, now, right? 100%. Like that's that's all that's gonna happen for the next ten minutes is we're just gonna see people get ruined in every way imaginable, and you've already seen all the setups, yeah, but you don't know how brutal it's gonna be when they actually happen. Yeah. So I think I think when the music came on, we all kind of looked at each other. We were like, all right, good, we're all on board. And again, that goes back to what you were talking about with the critics. They literally have a Home Alone montage with rock, Rambo in it. Yeah. Where they turn on, like, rock music. Yeah. Which song? It's a, it's a, it's a famous song. I can't remember what it is. It's, uh, uh, it's like, De- I can't remember. I, I can't remember. Anyway, but, yeah, so that, that was my moment. As soon as the music comes on, you realize, you're like, okay, so now we're just going to see him ruin people. And then he's probably going to get hurt. Yeah. And then he's going to end up with a showdown with the bad guy. Right, right The right, main right. bad guy. But he doesn't kill. give his body up. He doesn't care. Yeah. He's going to kill him. Yeah. He's going to just destroy him. Because, yeah, I mean... So there's so okay. I think that's important that we talk about. It. I think one of one of the things that I do want to make sure we get to uh, here. I gotta say, that Richard Jarvie goes home, Stallone. It's so good. It's so good. That's what this should have actually been called, home, Stallone. Home, Stallone. Uh, so what were you gonna say? You want to get to something? I definitely want to make sure we have time on the show today to talk about some of the shortcomings of the movie because I don't want to gloss over the fact that yeah. I think that this movie is a masterpiece. It's it's a, it it is a flawed action movie. It has stuff in the movie that I think from a storytelling perspective perspective didn't work as well as I wanted it to. Okay. And I found distracting. Um but before we do that, uh, you mentioned Richard Eric Jarvie and that that's a good uh, time for us to give our action shout out of the week. Yeah. Um who's 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 up? From the- I think we got to do. I think we got to give some some mad love to Jacob Patrick. Yeah, okay. I really do. We, it's a guy we talk about all the time, but literally every graphic that you see on Action Industries, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, yeah. all that stuff is it's either created by J- Jacob and then outlined in, or the outline was created by Jacob for like news stories yep. and then Emma updates them. But all the logos, all the the pop sockets, the T shirts, everything we do. He's such an incredibly talented graphic designer. And he's so fast. Yeah, when we, uh, about six months ago now, uh, we decided that we were going to incorporate, <laughs> we were going to turn action into a proper brand. You know, we yep. created Action Industries, and we, we launched the brand and, and did all the thing. Uh, we had a handful of people that kind of reached out to us that wanted to help out. Uh, and so we have a great team. The advisory board is what they're called. And everybody has a very, you know, small job. Everybody contributes here and there. Jacob is the guy that does basically all the graphics, as you mentioned. He's yep. been on almost since the very beginning. And he works so quickly. He's so talented. He does so much great work for us. He also now uh, helps other content creators. Roxy Stryer gets some stuff from Jacob. Yeah, uh, he, He's incredibly talented. 
method. He he knows exactly what he's doing, uh, and he works his he works his tail off. And so, he really captures your brand. Like yeah. he really. Like, I, yeah. I look at Roxy's thumbnails, and they're exactly what you'd they're think perfect. she'd want. And same for me. I do my cla- I have Clash Royale channel that I do on my own YouTube. Everything's perfect. It's he creates my overlay, the thumbnails. So if you guys need a great graphic designer, reach out to at JPDs JPDEEZ on Twitter. He is a legend. He's also just like the nicest dude. Nicest guy in the yeah. world. Yeah, huge fan of Jacob Patrick. So uh, we salute you, Jacob. As always. That is our action shout-out of the week. All right, let's get into Star Profiles. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Stallone, where, where he was at when this movie came out. So, uh, where he is right now. Yes. Yeah, it just came out. So, Creed Two in 2018, Backtrace in 2018, and Escape Plan, colon, The Extractors. Yeah, that's the one with uh, Batista, right? Oh, is it? Okay, so I don't know anything I about so. these, these, these two most recent movies. Um, and by the names, it makes me feel like a bad thing is happening in his career. But are they good? Uh, Backtrace, I don't know about. Okay. Creed 2, we obviously have both watched. Right, we know um, that. And Escape Plan is a sequel to the Escape Plan movie that he made with Schwarzenegger, I believe. Okay. Um, mm. Which, which you know, I mean, they're, they're kind of dumb action movies. It is it is what it is. But uh, I think that Stallone, if you if we were to trace him back just a few more years, you know, the highlights of his last <clears throat> three or four years are obviously Creed 1, yep. where, you know, he should have won that Oscar, I think, you know, looking back. Who did he lose to? Rylance, I think. It was Rylance. Rylance was fantastic in that yeah, He was amazing. Um, but it's it makes me sad because I love him so much in Creed 1. Um, he's great in Creed yeah. 2. I don't like Creed 2 as much as some people do. I think that movie's good, but uh, not as good as Creed 1, definitely. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he's Stacker Ogard in, uh, in Guardians. He's, uh, he's in the MCU now. So and he's going to have a bigger role, I think, in the next one, right? I heard he's going yeah, be, to be in it a little bit more. And so um, Stallone has, has really cemented himself. He's a, he's a legend. He's, yeah. he's, he's like, Stallone is like kind of... I wonder how many actors that are currently still working today... Um, that are kind of as legendary, like that have the same. Well, you have to have done it for so long because, like, Cruz has still been in the thick of it for yeah. so long yeah. that he's not that. The, the, the other people are literally like him and Arnold. Um, God, I mean, I guess you can kind of put Linda Hamilton in there because the Terminator's coming back out. She's yeah. like, she's a legend, but it's like you wouldn't if they never did anything again. Yeah, you'd still respect them. So, who else is like that? Well, because like it's like Stallone. I almost feel that the. You know, like the the sum of the parts are, are are like greater than the parts themselves. Like, right? Like, so Stallone's done like a lot of movies that I think are not that great. Of course, He's had like lulls in his career where like I don't I'm not, not that impressed or like you know movies that I just don't like very much. Yeah, but I sort of feel like the the, the, the like the like vibe of Stallone is like blue chip. The vibe of Stallone yeah. is like totally legendary, a class, top level celebrity. I would pay attention, kind of a thing, and like. You know, he's like in his seventies. There's yeah. not that many actors or actresses I can think of that are in their seventies that I could say the same for, right? Like you, you look at like somebody like a Clooney who I think is in his sixties. Mm-hmm. It's like most of what Clooney's done in his career has been pretty good. He's yeah. had a pretty good career as far as the quality of the projects he's involved in. So you're not really having to make up for it. Stallone has had a lot of shit in his career, but it doesn't matter. He's he is like I I guess yeah. it's because the great things that he've done are are they're so iconic. Yeah. It's like when you think about Clooney and you're like, okay, so Clooney's so iconic. Well, okay, so ER, Batman, Oceans, yeah. You know, all the other movies that we really love are not really like mainstream like in the sense of like Syriana. Like yes, it was popular, oh, or but like Michael Clayton or, or Michael Clayton exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like those aren't those aren't Rambo, the those aren't Rocky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So even though Clooney's like sexiest man alive, most famous man in the world at the time, like yeah. and people still love him, it's it's just different. Yeah, Stallone, he just has he has this aura. He has this aura that's very very unique, very specific. Now Paz Vega on the other side, uh Travolta's kind of like that. that. <laughs> He could, he could just show up whenever, I feel like. Did, did you watch the trailer or see images from this most recent one, the Stalker movie? Oh, no. I just saw it. The Fred is Durst. It, is, it, is it laughable? It's, it's a Fanatic. Wait, Fred Durst is in it? He directed it. Fred oh. Durst directed him in this movie called The Fanatic where he's a stalker. Did You, you said you saw the movie? I saw the movie. Wow. How was it? The worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's... Like I, it's kind of shockingly horrible. I heard it was. I heard his like it was offensive. Um, That's amazing. You can say that. <laughs> like offensively bad, or just like actually uh, offensive. Actually offensive. Okay. On multiple like areas. his portrayal of an auti- like an autistic character. Right? Yes. Oh, he's autistic in it. That's oh, yeah. right. He right. goes for it. Yeah, he goes full on soloist. Huh? He goes full soloist. Full soloist. Uh, wow. Oh, uh, so, so Matt Link here, who's been in the chat. Um, it's actually the name of one of my college roommates, one of them that I didn't love. Uh, Stallone, Arnold, and Ford, he says, are the only three. And that could be correct. Ford is, you're right. Ford has the same, Ford has the same sort of thing. Where someone said something the other day. He goes, 
Harrison Ford, I think, is the only actor who just by a silhouette you can tell exactly what movie character he is twice. Yeah, and it's true. You hold, you got Indy with the rope or the yep. whip, and then you got Han with the the, the gun, yeah. the, the phaser. What are they called? Blaster, blaster. There yeah. we go. Phasers from Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, yeah, those are. Mm. Who else is like that? That has two characters that are that iconic. Yeah, I mean, people have said that a lot before about him. That he's, you know, he's the most famous action star ever, just for exactly that reason. Um, and he was like the everyman action star. Yeah, and those characters are so legendary. Whereas like Stallone and Rambo. Like how many times do we see Harrison Ford shirtless in his career being an action star? Yeah, right. Like three, maybe, not even. He just looks like a regular, just like regular a dude. ass dude. Just a regular ass dude. Yeah. Uh, and then on the other side, of it, we have Paz Vega, who she actually I want to talk about Paz really quickly. Her the movie she was in, she was in I Mi Madre, mm. the Bra, Acts mm. of Vengeance, and she's a Spanish TV and film actress, also known for her role as Renata in the OA. There was a couple and a handful of people actually talking about her in the movie in the chat. And they actually said that she was just distracting and mm. that she did not need to be in the movie and that it, it I mean, the, the length is something we can't complain about because it's only 89 minutes, yeah, right. so it doesn't, you can't like just cut her out and then we have like a 70-minute movie. But I do think there could have been something else, someone else or maybe more to her or more about her sister. Or, yeah. There was just something odd about her. She didn't really add much. She didn't add much, but they just memorable. needed her. Yeah. They're like, okay, we need someone to save Rocket. We need someone to, to show, or Rambo. We need someone to show Rambo where the bad guys are and, like, yeah. give give backstory on, you know, the, the villain qualifier. But I thought she was fine. Yeah. I didn't dislike her. Yeah, she was okay. She just, yeah, she's, she was kind of forgettable. She, she was definitely one of the weaker parts. I think, actually, it's a, it's a good opportunity for us to just sort of move into some of the shortcomings of the film. So okay. We'll talk about production development a little bit, but I really want to talk about where do I think that this movie... Where I think this movie uh, doesn't do everything it intends to. And I think the mm-hmm. first place for me is that I didn't feel the character of John Rambo uh, was as smart as he normally is. There was moments where I felt, as the audience, we were smarter than John, which I didn't like. That doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. I mean, he's he's <laughs> he's Ranger Battalion. No, he's not. But he's, he's supposed to be Rambo, the same guy that did give that, like, minute-long hero qualifier 30 years ago. And... It was very odd to see him just walk up to a compound of a yeah. like a head honcho, bad guy, and just walk up with like a gun and a knife and expect to have come out on top. He just got his ass kicked. It he was like I mean he should have died. It, he should have just been murdered right there. It just didn't really make any sense. It was like from from a storytelling perspective, you, like why? Why would you have him do that? Like what does he what does he think is going to happen? He knows he should know the stakes. He knows like sees all these guys. Like he's been here before. He's done this before. He wouldn't just walk into one of those you know the camps and like Rambo First Blood Part Two. He they had like a whole right. organized attack with a whole squad of people. So th- I, that was that moment I found kind of like I think we all were like what's going to happen? What's he have planned here? Something. Yeah, I was like how on earth when, when like dudes start coming out from every corner and you're like there's yeah. literally a hundred people. If he does get out of this, this movie sucks. Yeah, so that didn't make any sense. I think the other moment for me that was that was pretty rough was uh, when he's talking to his his niece, and she's like, "Okay, sorry, I'm gonna go see my boyfriend now." And right. you're like, "And you're, you're like, she's absolutely going she's to Mexico. She's going to Mexico. Everyone knows. Everybody. We all know it's about to happen. How do you not know that? How you're are you Rambo? You're Rambo. Like yeah, exactly. Like you 100 percent know she's gonna go." Why are you just letting her go? And then she goes, right? Like those are th- those two moments for me. Both were just like, I don't really get this. Like why? Right. Like, why, from like, a storytelling perspective, you know, Stallone is a really good storyteller. That's the kind of thing that I feel like he would normally catch. I was surprised that he didn't. Ryan, did you uh, notice those two moments as well? Big time. And in fact, in the theater, I remember you know, this was an interactive movie with the audience, yeah. to say the least. And I feel that at that moment. Everyone was just kind of collectively maybe rolling their eyes a little bit. Uh, just, you know, we, we all know what's going to happen. She's going to go to Mexico and everything there on. I, that, that moment, though, when he gets surrounded by the guys with guns, I was very much like, how is he going to survive this? And, I and guess they the, just beat him up. They beat him up, and then they tell him, I'm just going to leave you alive. So the rest of your life, you think, what are we doing to her? And I'm right. Like, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I actually think they came out of that one okay. I think that one was like good enough. It enough. seemed evil enough, yeah. and they were going to do horrible things to the poor girl. Uh, the other thing was like they had the they had the taken moment right where he goes yeah. into the, the the place with the hammer, which is awesome, and he yeah. just ruins people with the hammer. Uh, 
And then he goes and he finds her. I thought it was going to be the Taken thing where he flips her over and it's not her. Right. But it just is. He just finds her that quickly. He goes to the first uh, brothel in, in yeah. all of Mexico and he finds her. Um, and then and then she dies. Yeah. Which which was a bit surprising. Yeah. I thought that it... I mean, I don't think that it, it's not unnecessary. Right. I just thought that scene was horrible with them in the car. I thought so too. I thought... Um, I thought the director, Adrian Grunberg, I didn't think uh-huh. he did the best job. That's that. I think I would actually, I would assign a lot of the shortcomings, I think, to him. Um, I thought the direction for the actors also was kind of weak. Like, that scene in the car wasn't great. And Stallone's a much better actor than yeah. he was in this movie. Yeah, so I actually said that to you. I leaned over to you specifically, and I go, the director of this movie sucks. And, and if Adrian, I know you're watching, I don't actually mean that. <laughs> I think you're great. Uh, I just think that maybe some of the choices you made as a director with your actors was, were a little bit uh, just kind of elementary, if you will. So, like, uh, Giselle, which I, I do want to go back to the, the knife in the table with Giselle. I know Ryan had written that, like, twice yeah, in the yeah, chat. Yeah. That's so sweet when you just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like, the knife. And then she's like, we're cool, right? And he's like, yeah. fuck off. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. Uh, first of all, she is so hilariously, like, like in the same way that that there used to be like like Oriental Asians being like poorly portrayed in, yeah. in film, like she is the most like chola girl. Like the way they do her eyebrows and, and her yeah. like plaid thing and her whole outfit, it's like a little bit over the top. It's yeah. definitely not. It doesn't feel like super super authentic. But there's the scene when they leave. First of all, the, the scene between her and her dad, yeah, they could have done that much better instead of him just being like just straight up evil. Yeah, they right. could have been like a better turn. I agree. Uh, and then when she goes back out, and her friend's like, "No, I'll drive." And then like they have the side shot of her friend like looking at her, and then she like looks away, and then and then she gets in the car, and you're like, "Yeah, because oh, she's bad." It, whereas it's like a good director would have just been like, just get in the car. Yeah, again, that, it's like, it's like we're, so now we're going down the rabbit hole of some of the issues that the movie had, and like I think that's another one is like. Where's the breakdown and understanding of the relationship that, like, it's believable that she would have been friends with Giselle in the first place? Because that's not really believable. Yeah, especially after that long, you know? Like, like also, Giselle was just like, I'm going to just, like, lure you here and, like, sell you. That's, like, my plan. And the first question she asks her if she's still a virgin, it's like, oh, right, because you're going to be sold into sex trafficking yeah. and that matters. You know? It, it, she's like, oh, just kidding. Yeah, there was just, like, a lot about... There was there was a lot of, like, the moments in this movie that were like, all right, so, like, there's a, there's a, there's a way you could have turned this because we know the kind of movie we're watching. I don't... I'm not looking for the piano here. Like, right. I don't need this to be, like, master class dramatic cinema. I just need it to be a little bit simpler, which is actually where I think we can bring it back to the last episode we did of 2008's Rambo. Okay. The reason 2008 is so fucking good, the reason that movie is so good, is because Stallone absolutely gets it. He directed that movie. Right. He knew exactly what he wanted. He knows yeah, exactly how to set it up. that's a good point. That's a good All point. his turns in that character, everything about it, he understands it so well. And I thought... Go home. <laughs> yeah, there was just so much about like this movie that was just like, man, Stallone just directed his own movie again. I think this movie would have been way better. I agree, and that that's something we t- we talked about when we left was maybe he should have just directed it. Pro- he he should have just directed it. Yeah. Um, other things, I'm trying to think if there's any other things that really drove me crazy. It was funny. Ryan actually pointed something out to me when we when uh, it was before you got here. We're talking about uh, just her driving to Mexico, the scene, because like the way that I don't know if you guys know how this works, but in in movies, if in SAG films, you're not actually able to drive cars unless you are someone like Tom Cruise who is uh, licensed and a stunt driver. Right. Otherwise, what they do is they put cars on trucks and they drive the truck and you are in the car driving. Yeah. Right. So it looks like the way the camera set up, it looks like you're actually driving when you never are because you can't act and drive and get in a wreck and kill someone. That's not the way unless you want. Unless you're Tom Cruise and you can fly you're... a helicopter. Exactly. And operate the Tom camera Cruise. at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she, she, when she decides to pull over, she goes like this. And I don't know if you guys have ever pulled over in real life. That's not how you just pull over to the side of the road. That's how you flip your car. Okay? And then, and then when she decides to pull a U-turn, she's like... And you're just like... It's things that are that small and simple. Yeah. When, we had, uh, when we had Debbie on... The, Debbie Evans. Yeah. Debbie Evans stunt on. Driver, she yeah. was like... Angelina Jolie went out of her way to watch me be a stunt driver in Mr. and Mrs. Smith so that she could recreate the driving motions that you would take to do these things in a minivan. Right. That's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Right? Like, watch how to do it and then just do it. Or, like, watch your parents drive because you're not doing anything fantastical. Yeah. So it was, like, things like that that, again, I think fall back on the director. Yeah, little stuff. I mean, he's not that experienced. He doesn't have a lot of movie credits. Um, 
So that's I think those are some of the issues. But in general, once again, I think the, the best parts of this movie were fucking sweet. Oh, a hundred percent. And, and uh, I give it I give it all the credit in the world. So let's talk a little bit about production development. February two thousand eight, Stallone revealed that making a fifth film would depend on the success of the fourth film, stating he was gearing up and that it would be quite different. In September of oh nine, he revealed that the film would be titled Rambo Five: The Savage Hunt. That's a great name. Uh, which would have been loosely based on the novel Hunter yeah. by James Byron Huggins, would have focused on Rambo leading an elite special forces kill team to hunt and kill a genetically engineered creature. Why didn't that movie get made? <laughs> because of a genetically <laughs> engineered creature? <laughs> like, literally, they're just like, let's just take Rambo and make Predator. Yeah, right? In 2019. Uh, so in November of 2009, it was revealed that the plot had reverted to Rambo crossing the Mexican border to rescue a girl who had been kidnapped. Uh, May 2018, the film was reannounced initially as Rambo 5, which was scheduled to begin filming in September, with this plot focusing on Rambo taking on Mexican drug cartel. Stallone confirmed the release date for the film, which he would also be co-writing with Matthew Cyr- uh, Cyrulnik. Cyrulnik. That seemed unlikely to direct. In August 2018, Adrian Grunberg was announced as the director. Um, now, Stallone has writing credits on all five Rambo films, yep. um, and he sometimes is known for uh, writing and directing the films that he stars in, including you know Rocky and, and Rambo and, and multiple in the Expendables franchise. I do think that this movie should have been directed by Stallone. Let's yeah, go. and then speaking of the director, Adrian Grunberg, he's known for directing and co-writing the film Get the Gringo. Grunberg has also worked on uh, for, has worked as a first AD on such films as Wall Street, Money Never Sleeps, Edge of Darkness, and Apocalypto. So some uh, some pretty big. Those are both Mel Gibson movies, right? The last two? Uh, Apocalypto and Edge, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so this movie was produced by Lionsgate. cost $50 million to make, which is actually relatively cheap. Uh, it opened September 20th, 2019. It grossed $33 million domestic, an additional $13 million worldwide for a grand total of $46 million. So still not made its money back as of yesterday. And it opened number three at eighteen point eight seven million. I'm actually shocked it hasn't made its money back yet. Well, especially internationally. Things, it's one of the things that you and I definitely talked about is that I think I definitely don't think there was a hunger for this movie. I mean, no. I think that's you know, I just don't I don't think people were clamoring for a fifth Rambo movie. And I so it was sort of surprising that it got made in the first place. It always cracks me up like how excited you and I are about things yeah. that the rest of the world just don't just care, about. care about at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like we were dying to get into this screener. Oh yeah, when when London has fallen was asked, yeah. we, we or uh, Angel has fallen, we like couldn't believe it. We we're like they're making another movie in the Fallen franchise. We're like on we're on the red carpet for Angel's Fallen. So we have the two most watched videos for the first two movies. <laughs> like people have done reviews on the first two movies. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we're diehard diehard Stallone fans. Yeah. obviously we were. I was I was so stoked, and honestly, like. The best thing about this movie is that it got me to watch 08 Rambo again, God, which so is like my sick. favorite movie ever made. So good. Um, um, oh, yeah. So we're going to do a definitive ranking of the Rambo films and the Rocky films on the Action Guys later today, which will be available on yeah. audio tonight or on our YouTube channel at the end of the week, which I think is really I'm excited about that. But I want to do where do we go from here really quickly? Yeah, we got we got we still got a little bit of time left. And you and I actually didn't see it, but Christian, we were there with Christian Harloff and Josh McCougar. They were sitting next to us, and uh, when we got up after the movie was over, I don't know if we were on our phones or if we were just fil- filing, filtering out of the theater, but he was like, oh, yeah, no, Rambo just got back up and, like, goes and walks towards the horse. Yeah, whatever. he gets off his porch bleeding and gets on the horse. And so he's not up. dead. Yeah. Which means there could... Wait, what? Yeah. What right? happened? He gets on his... He, like, gets up off the porch. And he rides Is this off... like an on... after credit? No, it's, like, during the... It's like after Sorry, they show dude. all the old clips, yeah, I believe, from like the earlier Rambo films. And you guys let us know in the chat if you guys saw this as well or if maybe Christian misinterpreted it, but I don't think he did. Um, wow. Yeah, so he gets up off the porch and he's still alive, which of course he is. He's Rambo. I actually was saying I don't think he should die. Mm. I, I didn't really want him to die, yeah. but this now makes me feel like there could be another movie. How do you feel about that? I don't think we need a sixth Rambo. I don't think we need that. Um now, if it's the question of a sixth Rambo, another Rocky, or another Expendables, I go Rocky. I would love to see one more Rocky film. And actually, uh, Rocky actually does it. Rocky actually fight? So no, and actually, John Roca, a friend of ours, my best friend of the whole world. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, John Roca, who's a who's a host <laughs> over at Collider, uh, he did an interview with Stallone for this movie. He got to do the junket for it. Yeah, and uh, cool. he asked Stallone about Rocky, and Stallone in the interview says that he's done with Creed, but that he does have another Rocky film he'd like to make, and he talks about oh, it being yeah. a political film, and yeah. he's kind of a political story to tell. And um, I remember him saying that. Yeah. And uh, that's an interesting idea. I like because I think one of the interesting things about 
Stallone as an actor and as a creator is that he's so closely tied to his two iconic characters. People really think of Stallone kind of almost as Rocky. Okay. That I think if he was to do a movie where, like, like Rocky took on, like, a political stance or, like, it was a little more of, like, a thriller or, Hmm. like, a courtroom drama with Rocky as a character, I think that could be a really interesting movie. I don't think it necessarily needs to be a boxing movie. Yeah. I don't know if I'm on board for that. Really? Yeah, I don't know. It just feels weird to have, like, Rocky be a politician and, like, there's no fighting. Yeah. It just feels like, why Why Rocky then? Why not just do a different, do a different movie? Yeah. Because you have, I think, the history of the character. And I think there's so much the idea of the fight of the character. And he's always, you know, it's all. He, there's always. He's always fighting. What's he say? It's not about how hard you hit, it's about how, hard, how many times you can get hit and get back up. Something like that. Yeah, in the first one. So Garth Murray says, Stallone says uh, that he intended the last shot to be ambiguous. It doesn't necessarily mean Rambo lived. And it doesn't even necessarily mean it really happened. And I quote, I just thought it would be fun. It, it would be. Wow, I can read. I just thought it would be fun to imply, like, did he get away? Stallone said, I just did that literally as in his mind, just like because I didn't know that it was going to be received, really. Which is like, what? <laughs> like, show your character, get up and, like, leave. He's alive. If he doesn't, then he's dead on the porch. Right. It's a pretty, like, it's it's pretty, it's like very black and white. It's a clear decision. Like, like who's going to be like, oh, maybe I imagined it? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> That also just might mean that also just might mean that he has no intention to ever make another Rambo movie, and that he just wanted yeah. it, he wanted it the ambiguous ending because he's never going to do it again. I don't think he'll ever make another Rambo. I don't think he should ever make another Rambo. No, he I was think, pretty like grizzled and badass in this one. But I think if you do another one in like five years, he's just like an he's just he's just Anthony Hopkins in the edge. Damn near eighty at that point. Yeah, I mean that's that's savage. Yeah, my, I still look yoked. Yeah, I mean, my neighbor, Lino, is 82. <laughs> Lino is 82, and that guy can do anything. Yeah, he still trims trees. Uh, so this movie got a 6.8 on IMDb, which is actually pretty high, considering yeah. it got a 27% on the tomato meter from Rotten Tomatoes, but it has an 83% from the audience, which is exactly what I would expect. 83 is good. That feels exactly correct. Yeah. If you go to see a Rambo movie, then you should be satisfied. I would imagine 83% of people were probably satisfied. Um, yeah, we're going to get into the next part of the show here. This is Favorite Line. Favorite line in the movie, and I have definitely one I'm using. I know which one it is. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah, it's probably the same one, right? Yeah, probably, yeah, but I'll just use a different one. It's when they're it's when they're talking at the beginning, and she's like, "You've changed." He's like, "I've changed. changed. I'm just keeping a lid on it." Yep. Yeah, and yeah, it's that's like a great line because you're like you're Rambo. Like, if you, of course you're just keeping a lid on it. You're gonna go kill a bunch of people. Still got nom in his eyes. Still got it. What is? Does he say something to the brother right before he rips his heart out? I think he says something sweet to him. I can't remember. I can't either. I think he says, now you know what it feels like. Yeah. yeah. Okay, maybe that's what it is. That's a oh, good yeah, line. Oh, yeah, because I want to do exactly to you what you did to me. Yeah. Tear your heart out. Rip your heart out. Uh, I think it, mine's just a fuck off. It's yeah. so good. <laughs> it's so it's such a great... We're cool, right? Fuck off. Did you want him to kill Giselle? Okay, I, we, so we talked about this. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I think Giselle needs to die. But, but he I can't think, do it. I, I, he can't kill her. Because yeah. then he just becomes one of them, right? Right. Because they just killed her, his niece or whatever and he goes and kills another like 20 year old girl it's not okay yeah i think that the the victor and whatever needed to kill her be- right. for showing him who the guy was that he ended up snapping his collarbone in half <laughs> what do you think about this movie uh like william william bibiani as a all oh, right credit critic and he came out and one of the first things he said he felt was very racist um what do you think about that idea the sort of stereotypical notion uh, presenting <sighs> characters like this i mean I think there's I think it's I think there's two sides to that coin and I think he he's he's partially right and I think he's partially just trying too hard. He's right. reading too far into it. Um here's the thing is like sex trafficking is huge everywhere in the world. Yep. This could have been this could have been Eastern Europeans, this could have been yeah. in South America, this could be anywhere. Really. Korea. Korea yeah, yeah, honestly, it could be in Asia. It's a big yeah. thing and I mean like literally when I was in Japan, yeah. In the airport, you go to the restroom, and in inside of the stalls, there is a whole thing in there about sex trafficking and how to get away, and if you need help, and what number to call, yeah. and if you are away from your captor right now, what you can do. It's everywhere. Yeah. So I think no matter what country you put this movie in, you're going to get these very, very cardboard caricature of bad guys that yeah. you get in, in action movies. That's just what you get. Um I said the whole thing about the chola and the way she looked and her eyebrows and all that stuff. And That's like, one of the reasons I asked you. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I, I definitely think, obviously, there's some of it. Some of it just kind of, like, narrow-minded, like, let's just paint the picture of what we think Mexican cartels yeah. and, and people that associate with them look like. But at the same time, I think there's some validity to it. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Just, like, as a, as a movie fan who, who loves movies and especially loves big, like, stereotypical action movies, but as a straight white male, I don't really identify with like you know 
the way that minorities are presented in films. It's, mm-hmm. it's something I try to pay attention to, but obviously, like, you know, you and I saw the different sides of the coin, uh, and so I always think it's interesting, our perception of the movie. Because, you know, we're very similar, but obviously I'm white, so, like, right. so. it's not, when I see, you know, your, your, your main character, it's like, I usually get, I get to re- sort of relate to those American characters. Uh, and the stuff, like, in this movie, I did think about it after, after the fact, when Bibiani said it, like, am I missing something? Is this offensive? Am I being dumb for not seeing that? Uh, but I just think there's there's a time and a place, and I don't think that the Rambo movie... Right. If this was, like, a political thriller, yeah. and that was what they did, then it would be, like, really? Like, yeah. you guys can't even just do, like, a little bit more research? Yeah. But, like, think about... Think about uh, Sicario. Right. Basically I, the same shit. It's the same people. Right, but you it know, just feels so just, much more legitimate somehow. Because... They they do like a little bit more legwork, but at the end of the day, it's still they they paint these people like think of the border crossing and what yeah. they look like, the tattoos on their face and the cars they're in yeah. and their clothing and all that shit. It's all very much down the same path. Yeah. Yep. But Sheridan actually did the research, so it's still you know. Yeah. Totally. So I don't know. I don't know how you guys felt, Ryan. I don't know how you felt about it, but if you guys want to let us know in the chat or if you want to chime in, please feel free. Yeah. It uh, it's a hard topic. I think what's interesting is if this movie came out five years ago. Uh, I don't even know if I'd think about that, but the, just the inherent nature of the movie and with recent events, it, it was in my mind a little bit. Right. Um, <clears throat> one thing that was a little bothering was, I don't know if we had like a positive uh, Spanish male in the entire mm, movie. I mean, there was that doctor. There was that doctor, I think, that helped him. Right. But other than that, that was a little like, okay. But, I mean, it's it's the type of movie. And yeah. I you go into this movie for awesome action, and you get that. So I think this movie sets out and achieves what it wants to set out. It's not like I walked away from Taken being like, I hate Eastern Europeans. Yeah, right. Whereas, like, you walk out of Saving Private Ryan or, like, The Pianist, you're like, God, Nazis are the worst. Right, you right, know? right, it's, right. It's different. Totally. So, uh... We have a quick AMA question here. It's from uh, somebody named Billy Bedford. Um, Billy Bedford. <laughs> no, oh, William, John Roca. William Belford, uh, who is a general in the Action Army. We salute you, General. Um... Even though no MA today, here is my question. We have gotten Logan and Rambo. What other character would you like to see get a closing chapter? Also, what character that never got a sequel would you want to see get one? Um, so, hmm. first of all, go to the Action Industries Instagram. Uh, we do a contest every single week, a story where if you answer a question, you get featured. Your question gets asked on the show here, and we answer it on the show. So, um, another character that I think a closing chapter with would be awesome. Logan. No, wait. I mean, it will be awesome... The day that say. he decides to do it, to close out Ethan Hunt. Yep. Yeah, of course, that's the first one that pops in both of our minds. Like, when you get the last Ethan Hunt story and he decides that he's ready to go and he's ready to step yeah. down and have the grizzled, like, I'm ending this on my own terms. Uh, I just yeah. I just want Cruz so much at this moment in his career. I just so much want him to, like, go back into... I'm a dramatic actor, and I can take on, like, really meaty assignments as an actor. And, yeah. it's, and like, I want a few more of them. I would love to see, like, an epic final Mission Impossible movie where he has, like, a really touching death. But I also right. want him to do some dramatic acting outside of action. I want him to go back to that a little bit. I miss that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ethan Hunt was my biggest one. I wish there was a better, like, Jason Bourne last movie, but there's yeah. never going to be another one. Batman is mine. Yeah, so I thought about it. I, I want to see a Batman movie where Batman's done, where he dies, where he dies. Like Batman actually idea. dies. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. That's cool, right? It would be really awesome if they made the Batman Beyond movie and Keaton got to play Bruce Wayne mm. and an older Bruce Wayne, and he dies. Yeah, right. See, that would be sweet. That would be something. Jill and Hall is young as Terry McGinnis. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, do you have uh, a sequel that never happened that you wished that's out there? Movie that I wish got a sequel. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked about this many times. It's The Other Guys. The Other Guys. <laughs> Make The Other Guys too. It's like my favorite movie ever. Yeah. Oh, wow. Denuzio actually said Batman as well. That's funny. Yeah, and Jarvis says Batman will never end, which does feel like Batman will never end. Yeah, the property um, makes too much money. I don't really know. This is going to sound kind of weird, but for some reason, it's the first thing that popped in my head. I didn't like Atomic Blonde. I'd like a second one that's better. Yeah, I think they're making a second one. I, I hope, hope it's better, better because she's so badass. Yeah, and like they they almost were there. They were almost there. The action in that movie was so just, sweet. It just like, yeah, just didn't like the movie. Yeah, I didn't care about anyone. <laughs> didn't care yeah. about anything other than her. But Characters it was just like how many times are you going to show me get her ass kicked and then survive and like and bruised and naked? Yeah, <laughs> I know. They kept showing her bruised and naked in that movie. Yeah, like, he had like some weird obsession weird with movie. it. Um, yeah. So guys, there are three action movie categories: totally ridiculous, totally legitimate, and ridiculously legitimate. Uh, 
this movie is totally ridiculous. I don't think there's any, I don't think that, like, I just, I mean, it, as much as, like, it, you laugh unintentionally, it's absurd. Right. It's going to be, it's trying to be ridiculous. He rips the guy's heart out at the end of the movie. I mean, yeah. I don't think there's any, I don't even, I, I would, with a straight face, look at Stallone. That's nah, not true. I would never tell him that. It's totally ridiculous. I don't think, I think Stallone is totally so, totally, totally I think he's so life. invested in his art that, yeah. like, he believes fully in the validity of everything he does, which is actually why I think he's such a fucking legend. Because like, whether he's making whether he's making Creed or he's making Rambo: Last Blood, mm-hmm. he just believes that what he's doing, all of it, is art. And I think that's the thing about him that he's always made his own decisions. That's true. That's he's funny. always like going back to the very beginning of his career, like those decisions to be in movies like Rhinestone. He's always viewed himself as an artist, and I have so much respect for that guy. But uh, in my opinion, this movie is totally ridiculous. The first two chime-ins were totally legit, and the second two were totally <laughs> ridiculous, which I think is absolutely crazy. Okay, so so they they retracted, so they were joking. Okay, um, yeah, I think I think even with the the dramatic stakes with the girl dying and the yeah. drugs and the and the and the the trafficking. Um, I still think it's totally ridiculous. Yeah. The movie this movie is just absurd. Absurd, yeah. It's so sweet though. Um, so guys, we have one last thing left to talk about on the show, and it's called The Pitch. Ha. Ha. Oh god, we're gonna see Joker tomorrow. We're gonna go see Joker tomorrow, and uh, we are reviewing it on the show next week. Yes. Um now there's yes. been a lot of talk about this movie. There's been a lot of talk about this movie possibly being offensive yep. and possibly being inappropriate something that um, we don't actually need in society right now something yeah. that encourages the wrong ideals um but we are it's a big movie so what the first thing we're going to do is we're going to go see it tomorrow as yep. soon as the embargo drops we're going to do a quick first thoughts review on the action industries youtube so go check that out uh, youtube.com slash action industries and we'll be doing a full review of it next week the, the decision originally was either joker or batman 89 but I think no matter what, we're just going to do Joker. Yeah, just I it's believe it's so. such a big one. Yeah, I think um, we have to talk about it. And I, and I think even if we don't really love it, which I think is going to be pretty hard not to. I mean, we love Todd Phillips and we love Joaquin and we love the Joker. Even if the movie's bad, I'll, yeah. I'll be just fascinated to watch him. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that regardless, it, the movie needs to be talked about yeah. because of the things that you just mentioned. So very, very excited to see that tomorrow. Very excited to cover it next week. So be sure to follow along on social at Team Action Show. You can find me at Ben Bateman Media. You guys can find me at Andrew Guy. And uh, big shout out to our generals in the Action Army. We got Andrew Hayes, Paul Denuzio, Billy Belford, John Getz, John Patterson, Jake Yacovetta, Kyle Grandinetti, Kelsey Kirkland, Mac Ryan, Nick Gilmore, Jeremiah Morris, Kyle Hilbert, Tamor Buddha, AJ Lancaster, Sari Lamanmaki, and brand new general in the Army, Brianne Chandler. We welcome back. Salute you. Salute you. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. See you next time. Producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.